Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt. It's all a bit hearty, so I don't really understand it. Luke. Is that a little Sasquatch penis? Dan. I accidentally got soap in my urethra. And occasionally, Terry Smallshoe. Maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a little Sasquatch penis inside of you. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Do you know you can get porn on Snapchat? Yeah. I like know just full on I could give you porn, porn on Snapchat that I'd made myself. No, no, not like that. Like there's sites, you just enter their name mm. and they record stuff and put it up for you to watch. Oh. You mean you add the user on Snapchat? Yeah. Yeah. And then they put on a show, they film each little bit. How do you make money from that? Well, I guess you charge people for that service. Yeah. I mean, I don't, so... That's the thing, like, I, I saw one, I went, I'll get to add it and see how they make money, and I can't work it out. They just, once a week, I get a show. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching it so much, just trying to figure it out, just keep watching I've and watching it. one question for you, Luke. Yep. Have you put your credit card details in somewhere along the line? No, not into Snapchat. You, no, not into Snapchat, but have you sent somebody, like, some girl no, in I Los have Angeles has your details, no. right? No, nope. Not at all. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. And it's really <laughs> weird watching it because you're sort of going, okay, you've just filmed it. Like, that's just happened. It's sort of weird. Yeah, right. So you're, you, it's like voyeuristic. Yeah. So, yeah, I just found that really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Not, Would you recommend it? Yeah, give it a go. Sexy underscore saffron. What are we talking about here? I mean, how sexy are we talking? She's quite attractive. She's a redhead, isn't she? I'm not talking no, about how attractive actually, is. I'm no. talking about how much does she do for you? <laughs> um, she does everything with her boyfriend. Interesting. Like it, it's full on. Last week she had a it was a voting system. Full penetration. That's a quote from a film. <laughs> we're going to talk about it a bit later on. Yes, it is. It sure is. Oh, you've uh, caught up, Lukey. Yes, I finally sat down and watched it. Ah. Didn't even have the ironing out. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Had your full attention, did it? Yes, it did. Do you want to talk about it now? We can talk about it now. All right. I feel a bit bashful now. I finally got around to seeing the tail job. Do you want to talk us through what the tail job is for those listeners who don't know? I, I might let Dan take this one. I think no, it'll no. sound better coming from you, Luke. Yeah, I want you to okay. do it. Uh, it's some, you know, Australian movie. Uh-huh. Oh, I usually don't like those. Hmm. Well, that's one thing I found strange. It does have that Australian feel to it. Mm-hmm. It is an Australian movie. Which I don't mind. Yeah. So that's probably why it had that feel. This is a film that Dan has made. Yeah. Yeah, Ben's mm-hmm. written with our friend Brian, and you know it's mm-hmm. an Australian film because there's three to four shots of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yes, yes, yeah, and that's all you need for it to be an Australian film these days, isn't it? That's right, that's all you need. Yeah, and funny accents. Yeah, mm. well, they're not funny accents. That's just how we talk. No, because well, it's just people we know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, Tail Job is the story of Nicholas. Mm-hmm. He's got a bit of a feeling that his fiance is cheating. Mm-hmm. Jumps in a taxi. And gets the driver to follow him. And things go downhill from there. Would you say things mm-hmm. spiral quickly out of control? Very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Sign of a good movie then. Yep. Did you enjoy it, Luke? You don't have to be nice. I did enjoy it, except for one bit. Go on. The scene that I should have been in. <laughs> I know, man. I told you. The role was written for you. Like, I just said, I could, that could be, and I could have done that better. Yeah. Mm. You could have. Man yep. with beard, drinks, and watches nudes. Yep. <laughs> is how I've got that. that character name appears in the script Offered it to Luke And he turned me down Something about not living in the same city as me Or some bullshit God. Yep. Well, tell me this Luke Who was your favourite uh, character in the film The best performance Now think very carefully mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. your answer I think you'll find mm-hmm. I think you'll find the answer is quite obvious uh, It'd be Terry Smallshoes <laughs> Terry Smallshoes <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'd have to say uh, Just Between Us mm-hmm. yep. Yeah uh, Probably be Jenna uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright Yeah No, I, I quite like Laura Oh yeah? Yeah No, no Well, that's good too Oh yeah I thought she did very well It's funny because Jenna plays Oh, she doesn't play the only American character I guess she does by default But because she's the only American actor in the film I, I do yeah. feel that in the American screenings that we've had, there's been a point where she says her line and everyone kind of goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I understand what someone said. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was funny watching some of the scenes though, going, I know where that is. That'd yeah. be pretty much everywhere, right? Batman be a prostitute there. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of it was filmed downstairs mm-hmm. of our house. 
house yeah. that Matt still lives in. It's got people in it that I've bumped into places and didn't remember that that's where I knew them from. And so yeah. I've, I've just been like, oh, I don't know that, that guy from somewhere. Like Cam Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, because he's he kind of comedy TV presenter, kind of celebrity guy in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it, like every time I figure it out, I'm like, oh, he was at my house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. But you yeah. just have so many guys coming through your house. So I know <laughs> yeah, it's hard to keep right. track. While, the, while this was being done, I did. Yeah, sorry, Maddie. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was yeah. fun. Well, look, would you recommend this film to people, Luke? Definitely. Good. I'm glad you would. I'm, I'm, I couldn't watch it with Hannah because she's on her way to Tasmania. Oh. But when she gets back, I'm going to sit down and watch it with her as well. I just knew I had to watch it today. Are you alone <laughs> in the house, Lukey? I am. Oh, wow. Are you going to be all right? I'm alone. Who's going to feed you? Uh, there's we. I got some microwavable meals, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> there's notes on how long to do it. My default is eggs. Whenever I'm the only one here, it's eggs every time. <laughs> I love that, but then you've got to clean up. Why is it away for a week? I eat eggs every night of the week. Yeah, you used to eat eggs all the time when you were here. That's my thing. I don't, mm-hmm. that's, that's my Just food. Just an egg on some toast. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's yeah. my food. That's how I keep myself alive. Well, look, before we move on from the tail job, mm. uh, I've managed to score an interview with somebody involved in the film. Is that right? <laughs> However, did you manage that? This will be of particular interest to Chris on Twitter, who requested a tail job update. Yep. This is a surprise to you, obviously. I, it I is. didn't, I didn't it tell is. you that I was going to do this, Dan. Uh, well, I mean, sorry, as, as you'll shortly understand, you did know about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you, want, do you guys want to hear my interview? Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm joined now by the co-director of a new film that recently had its world premiere at the Slam Dance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. It's been described as perhaps the funniest film to ever come out of Australia. Daniel Miller, welcome to the show. Could you tell us a bit about the film? Yeah, it's called The Tail Job. <laughs> right. Well... Can we, uh, can we include a clip? <laughs> this is an audio podcast, so I'm not sure that would translate too well. Do you have a clip you want me to play? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I, I have the file now. Um, all right, here we go. This is a clip from uh, from the film. <laughs> this doesn't seem to be a clip of the movie. Is that? Yeah. Is that you, Dan? <laughs> Correct. With a midget? That's right. And what is that maneuver she's performing on you called? It's called the tail job. <laughs> right. Did you invent this position? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like to think that I didn't invent it. I, that it was kind of already out there, and I just <laughs> organised it and gave it a name. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, it's certainly impressive from a stamina and endurance sort of perspective. Oh, uh, cheers, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty stoked. I've got to say, I'm surprised you found someone willing to do it. You can't pay actresses to do that. They don't do it. So you actually have to pay... Um, Porn stars or strippers to come out and do it. Yeah, well, it makes me wonder what else you get up to. God, where do you begin? This might be the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Except maybe that rape scene in Irreversible. You know what? We had a sales agent tell us that that scene is his favourite scene. Whatever. A lot of people are starting to watch it. Okay. And uh, everyone really likes it, which is great. Can we, uh, can we include a clip? What's that noise? Matt, you want to have a guess what it is? I'd rather we just get back to talking about your film. Well, that sounds riveting. Well, I'm sorry this interview doesn't interest you. N- nothing we can do about that. <laughs> well, you're just going to make derisive comments about me now. There's only one thing that anyone ever criticises, but it's always the same thing. Yeah, whatever. Oh, thanks for coming on the show. Fuck off. I guess we'll put this interview up on the oh, specials God. channel or something. And say, here lies a failure. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, there you go. Oh. What, do you, what do you got to say for yourself, Dan? Fuck me. Is that one interview that you've butchered there or is that is that a Frankenstein of... <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember who I'm actually talking to there. Yeah, it's, it's a Frankenstein. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Jenna, for collecting all those clips for me. Have we now come so full circle that we're parodying ourselves on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Now, that's amazing. Apparently so. Apparently wow. so. Great. Well done, guys. Well, and that was our new segment, uh, Luke Reviews Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we need a jingle for that. Um, yep. What would you like for your jingle, Luke? 
Ooh. Don't say the porkers or something like that. I was about to say skulker. Yeah, <laughs> skulker. Fine. Yes. Do you, do you need me to sing you some skulker music? Yes, do it now. Mm-hmm. I, I can't now. Do it now. Sing, sing now. No. <sighs> Fine. I'll get it later. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Look reviews. <laughs> anyway, uh, stay tuned next week when we make Luke review something else. Well, why don't you give me something to review now? Okay, right. I'll give you um, something to review now. Uh-huh. All right. What about the uh, the magic eight ball butt plug? <laughs> okay. Well, what do you do when you need a new toy to put inside of you? You listen to sex toy news. Sex toy news. This has uh, come out on the market to... this week. From a uh, an Etsy store called Glow Fuck Yourself. <laughs> okay, and um, it's a legitimately real working magic eight ball, right. uh, around the size of one you might imagine would fit on a key ring. Right. Uh, except this one's attached to the other end of. A little metal butt plug. So what is, I mean, I was going to say, what's the intended use? I think I can figure that out. But I mean... I assume in, that you put the butt <laughs> plug in and then you ask it various questions about stuff you might want to do to the person wearing it and it tells right. you what your chances are. I thought, because I was going to say, if I'm, you know, if I'm having some, some mat time and I wanted to play with this, it wouldn't be much use to me once, once I'm already using it, you know? Yeah. You've got to shake it around and ask it questions. I'm so not going to be able to if, see it. If you said to somebody who had this up their ass and was shaking it about if you ask the magic yeah. eight ball can i do butt things to you the answer is probably already yes yeah or no because i've got the butt plug in <laughs> i'll be honest yeah i'm surprised nobody's thought of this already mm-hmm. yeah i like how they've put it next to a sharpie for scale although that sharpie is not like any sharpie i've ever seen before yes yeah, because it's up somebody's butt is that why <laughs> no look at it it's huge i've seen a sharpie it's up like someone's a, butt it's have you yeah I right. think I go to different kind of websites than you, Matt. Apparently so. Is that, was it on Snapchat? <laughs> no. So, Luke, are you going to have a bit of a review Just of this? Just check your for... phones. <laughs> check my phone. Yep. Oh, God. What have you done? God, what? What is this coming through? Why are you sending me... What is this? I think it's Luke's review. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just order one? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you will hear Luke's review... Um. Well, Luke, six to eight delivery Luke. weeks, I guess. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to use it as a butt plug, do I? You have if you to can find something it. else to do with it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I just... Can just I review it how I use it. <laughs> yeah, are you getting this delivered to your work? No, I get it sent to my parcel locker. <laughs> can I just say, are you, are you guys looking at this right now? Yeah. Now I don't know. What you guys get up to in the bedroom, and I don't want to make any assumptions. Best right? you don't. But at the risk of sounding a little bit vanilla, it's not this. Right? At the risk of sounding like a prude, I don't actually own mm. a butt plug of any kind. Right? I'll admit that. No, I, I okay? don't. Luke does now. Do you think Luke can never again say that he doesn't? I'm mm-hmm. surprised by the the insertion end of this being more corkscrewy than I imagined it would be. Oh, wait, there's different yeah. types. I'm scrolling down, there's different types. Yeah, there's different ones. Which one did you order, Luke? I don't know. I just went in there and hit order. Okay. Mm. I didn't really look that closely. Because one of them is kind of like a bowl that kind of looks like a, you know, if a spoon was three-dimensional. <laughs> yeah, right. And then one of them looks like well, a... a spoon is three-dimensional, but yeah, I know all right, what you mean. I was waiting for that. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if a spoon was extruded, and then one yeah. of them looks like... A beehive. Yeah, it looks like one of those things that they see you see in films that people use to get honey out of a jar that no one actually owns. Correct. One of those wooden things. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So whether Luke has one that looks considerably less comfortable than the other is only um, <laughs> something that time will tell. Yeah. Now, um, okay, so that's for a few weeks. Mm. What should I review next week? <laughs> um, God... Let's keep the price lower this time. <laughs> and the accessibility uh, better. Yeah. I would like you to review the next film that you get sent on Snapchat. Yeah. And you have to review it, Luke, like it's a legitimate film. Yeah. We have okay. to talk about the cast. 
direction, mm-hmm. plot, mm-hmm. character yep. arc, uh, technical things like lighting, cinematography, and lighting, editing. If there well, is last some. week, there was a cooking show, so oh. it'd be interesting to see All what right. happens next week. All right, <laughs> that does sound interesting. I gotta say, <laughs> see, this is why I should not be left alone. Yeah, <laughs> had her just started listening to the podcast. She's going to get home, and then you're going to be like, oh, "Thank God, I need someone to help me get this out." <laughs> so, uh, I don't want to start a whole new segment for this, but uh, <laughs> okay. I'd say this is at least a one-off little segment called uh, "Dan Learns About Australian History." Okay. Do we need a jingle for that? A little one-off jingle could come up again. All right, I'll I'll do something. Okay. Uh, let me know if you need a vocal track laid down, right? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ian learns about Australian history. Back yeah. I was reading this week about the arrival of the first fleet, right? Uh-huh. For those of you who don't know, for those of you in other countries other than Australia, the first fleet was 11 ships that were admiraled by Governor Arthur Phillip, who brought them to... Botany Bay, and then later Sydney Cove, and started the first mm-hmm. settlement of what became Sydney in uh, yep. 1788. So mm-hmm. Captain Arthur Phillip kept extensive diaries, as most ship captains do, of the voyage right. and of the landing, right? Yeah, right. So I was reading excerpts from that diary this week, and I want hmm. you to know right now, this is not a bit, okay? I was going to say, is this, this like is real. <laughs> Peter Mayhew in there? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this... This is Captain... I'd pick someone better than Captain Arthur Phillip, right? I'd pick somebody slightly more topical. (laughs) What happened was James Cook mapped out the East Coast and and cited Botany Bay as the prime landing space. So that's where Arthur Phillip landed first, had an altercation there with the local Aboriginal people and decided instead to disembark and go about 10 kilometres north uh, to Jackson Bay and, and... and go inland to a, a place that they later called Sydney Cove, which became Sydney, right? right? So okay. the reason for them not sticking around in Botany Bay, are you guys aware of this? No. Okay. I've, I'm going to give you a multiple no, choice question. Multiple choice, all right? Yep. Upon confronting the Aboriginal people for the first time, the landing party consisting of Arthur Phillip and the other officers... Reacted to the Aborigines by A. Greeting them like old friends B. Brutally slaughtering them all Or C. Showing them all their dicks What do you reckon? (laughs) I I have to go with dicks Is it going to be C? Yeah, no joke What? They all got their dicks out Why? Because fashion of officers at the time Was to be clean shaven and to wear long powdered wigs Right? Right and as they met oh. the Aboriginal uh, hunting party that came out to greet them through their rudimentary way of communicating with one another, it came out <laughs> that the Aboriginal men thought they had met the women of, right. of, this, of this fleet. <laughs> and That's so great. in order to prove to them that they were all, in fact, men, Captain Arthur Phillip ordered that all the officers it out. whip it out. Interesting. And sorry, so now, they couldn't hang around after that because they were too embarrassed. Is well, that why they... I think they just wanted to find a place where there weren't anyone who'd seen their dicks. Like, <laughs> right. They're like, look, mate, we've got this entire continent. Do we have to land at the one place where a bunch of dudes have seen our dicks? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think even when the dicks came out, the Aborigines still said, we prefer if you didn't, uh, if you didn't <laughs> yeah. land here. How about... Or is it because Fuck they off. laughed at the size of their dicks and they went, nope. We got to get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, maybe. Or if you, if it was that though, you'd think that they'd go a little bit further than fifteen minutes up the up the lake. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll admit, no, I did not know that. Is that in the, the documentaries? No, they uh, they left that part out of the lessons that I learned in school. Maybe we should make a film about the what first really fleet. happened. Yeah. Yeah. But and like by film, I mean short sketch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it'd maintain an entire film. No, I, I don't think so. But I've seen I've seen films based on less. But honestly, <laughs> yeah. what else are the history books keeping us from? You know, what other secrets does history have when the well, first I'm... fleet arrived and showed their dicks to the Aborigines? Is it so much secrets, or 
I just can't be bothered to research. <laughs> Maybe it's that. just you personally. <laughs> the information's there. Yeah, it's not hidden. I just can't be bothered to pick up the book. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you've nailed it there, Luke. Maybe, uh, maybe my teachers at school just just didn't look into enough details about the first landing. Mm. Like, oh, and something about dicks, but I'm not going to read that far down. I but. can't believe, right? If if I, I mean, I'm sure there's very good reasons not to do this. But if I was a teacher and like mm. I was teaching a history class and they were all bored, don't get your dick out. No, I'd be like, you know what'll get, you know what they'll find interesting? Yeah, <laughs> is this yeah. story? Be like, look, if you all pay attention to this. I'll tell you how the dicks factor in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, if you work hard all day and the afternoon, I'll tell you about that time Captain Arthur Phillips showed his dick to yeah. a bunch of Aboriginal men. All right, kids, I'm going to tell you something now. We'll be on the test and you will remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's dick news for today. Dick news slash Dan learns about history. I have a feeling uh, it's going to be the same. <laughs> I have a public service announcement. Do you? Go on. If you're planning on getting the Fallout 4 season pass... Yeah. Do it before the 1st of March. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? Well, what... Because uh, how much is it now? It's $50 in Australia now. Okay. Right. As of the 1st of March, it goes to 80 Why? The season pass they sold, they went, look, we don't even know what we're doing yet. But we guarantee <laughs> you it it's hell. worth this. <sighs> Fuck, that annoys me. Yeah. And so they went, buy it at this price. But and they then- also did say that if you've already bought it, you've, you've got, got it already, yeah. But they've worked out that, no, we're actually doing... Quite a lot more content than we had originally thought we were going to do, so we're going to have to increase the price. <laughs> right. No, I mean, that's oh. that's good. I'm glad they're planning on doing a lot of stuff. And I like the fact that they're even going, look, so you've got... They've given people two weeks to do it. So you've got until the 1st of March to get it at the current price before it mm. jumps up. Here's the thing. So I would recommend doing it now. By the time I get to the point where I've played enough Fallout 4 that I even need the DLC. <laughs> I'm going to have so many other games that I'm I'm focusing on. No, I'm there. I'm there right now. I don't know, yep. man. I, all, I had it from day one. All I'm doing is I'm just wandering around now and just, I don't know, upgrade my armor. <laughs> I, haven't even, I haven't even touched it in, in maybe a month. Yeah, but we're talking about Fallout 4 and playing the game Fallout 4. <laughs> That's true. I haven't done that either. No, Dick News is finished. <laughs> I just haven't played it at all. I actually sat down for the first time in ages and started playing it again, mm-hmm. and I'm upset that I haven't been playing it for eight, so long. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm going to be doing after the podcast, yeah. and probably to the early hours in the morning yeah, tonight. Yeah, me too. Haven't you got work tomorrow? That's what I did last night. It's fine. I can go in late. <laughs> all right, then. Mm. I have to leave late. Yeah. I made, right. I made an effort to play something this weekend. I don't know if anybody else has checked this out. The Division. Mm. There's the open beta. I saw that you were playing it. Yeah. Have you guys... I don't play betas anymore. Okay. Why is that? <laughs> it reminds him too much of what I've he does at work. I'm spending too... Well, no. <laughs> it's more so that I've got that many games that I own that I haven't played. Mm. Maybe I should play them instead of worrying about a game that... It's not out yet. It's just a test. Well, part <laughs> of the reason I did this was because uh, I didn't really know what The Division was. I saw it at PAX and EB Expo and everything like that. And I think... I was I was a bit confused about what it was. I thought it was just like a squad shooter kind of because it's Tom Clancy's the division. Yeah, I haven't played so one I've, of the Tom Clancy games for years, actually. Well, this is more like Destiny than it is anything else. Yeah. Um, and uh, first of all, I, it, it's really good. I, I'm really enjoying it, and I've, I'm pretty sure I will be playing it uh, when it comes out because it's yeah, it's like Destiny. So it's sort of an MMO in that you have other people running around in the world and it's set there's been a a viral outbreak in in manhattan and you're part of the division and you basically you establish a base at the start and then you go out into this kind of open world which is other people running around as well and and you know do missions and collect uh you've got to power up parts of the base and stuff like that to try and restore order in manhattan Mm -hmm. it's kind of post-apocalyptic version of the city you you know you upgrade your guns and it's got like this rpg elements to it it's really cool it's a it's a cover-based shooter as well which i like i prefer that to um, yeah me too to stuff like destiny because i actually enjoy destiny but then i played this and i'm like this is like a better version of that i think i haven't like i said i've I've only played the beta and i've only played it a little bit but so far i really like it okay Mm. i don't know i was gonna say check it out because 
it's one of those things it's a good opportunity to see if i will like the game before mm-hmm. i can oh i'll get to buy it anyway yeah i know you are <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i'm sort of hesitant to commit to i might leave it a little bit later to get it because i don't want to commit to another long play game because sure. mm-hmm. and that's, that's what fair. the division is it's going to be logging oh, yeah. in quite a lot well i found yeah, I, I couldn't even commit to uh rise of the tomb raider Oh, really? I, really? I played that for a bit and really enjoyed the first kind of couple of levels of it and then was just like, nah, man, I need to just fucking get back in the wasteland and explore. Like, I'm just not done <laughs> with that yet. I'm just not ready to let Fallout go. Mm. Well, that's how I am well, with Witcher. I've got to finish the fucking game. Well, well yesterday <laughs> I actually went, I'm going to play Witcher. Mm. And then I opened it up and went, it needs an update, 16 gig. And I went, well, off the Fallout I go. <laughs> well, yeah, the division so far, it's really good. Um... The, there was one other thing I wanted to discuss. Uh, I haven't experienced it because this is only on PC, um, but it's one of the first lot of games that support uh, eye tracking peripherals, which mm. is uh, you know like a thing where it can see where you're looking. And um, what it does uh, in this case is it, when you're on, if you're on the PC and you've got one of these things, it knows if you're looking at the map and it will open the map. And it knows if you're if you're shooting, and you look kind of up to the side, it kind of slightly changes the the view to mm. suit where you're looking and stuff like that. I mean, I haven't used it, so I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently it's it's really cool. It's subtle enough that it works really well because I think it's one of those things that it, if people go stupid with it, it'll just be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But like, apparently, it will target enemies. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're looking at an enemy, it knows to target them, and so it'll adjust the HUD to say you're targeting that guy now because you're looking yeah, right. at him mm. yeah it's pretty cool and then looking at the edge of the screen will prompt it to kind of lean that way a little bit like if you're leaning around a corner and you can't quite see it'll kind of edge out which is going to take a little while to get used to I can imagine but I can I see think so, yeah. it being quite good well I, you say that and I, I agree but then that's the thing that they're saying is that it apparently is quite natural feeling like it, it, it's, it doesn't take too long to get used to which is interesting okay yeah mm. I don't know. It's, I don't have any of that hardware. So. No, I, my computer wouldn't even it'd get upset if I tried to even think about it. It barely runs Skype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we've discovered over the last few weeks. I can't run the most up-to-date version of Skype. Yeah. But you're here today and that's what, that's what counts. I'm here today. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, The Division. Uh, check it out. Well, the beta will be over. Well, I will eventually, years. yeah. I'm not going to bother with the beta. Yeah, yeah I used point. to sign up to all the betas, and then I just got to the point of I could be playing a full game that I own that I haven't finished yet. Yeah, it's I, I'll play trials, but I don't really care about betas because normally the beta is about how it's going to perform online with multiplayer. Yeah, and with that, I don't like playing online with people. So, well, this was a good opportunity for me because I feel like I've had opportunities to play the division, like at packs and stuff like that, and I I didn't bother. Because I, I didn't think it would interest me, and then I found out about it later, and I was like, "Oh, damn it! I should ch- I should check that out. It sounds cool." And so this is a mm. good opportunity for me to do that. Yeah. Mm. I misjudged it, I think, because it had Tom Clancy on it. I thought, "Oh, it's going to be like Rainbow Six or whatever," but it's, yeah. not, it's not at all. I mean, it is a little bit, but but it's it's got more to it than than I thought. Yeah, yep. it's good. It's fun. Now, all I've been playing this week is uh, apart from Fire SA was Super Toy Cars. Yeah, <laughs> what is what is that? It's a racing game where you play as little toy cars. Well, that does sound kind of fun. I'll admit that does sound kind of mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. Not a long game. I finished it, hundred percent now. Hmm. That's on the Xbox, yeah. obviously. Ah, uh, yes. I had to get my friend's account to install it. <laughs> Why? Oh, uh, because it's one of the ones. This is one of the little independent developers. Yeah. And oh, I've got a new idea for a job that I'll explain in a minute. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, this is from. So to try and get their game released in Australia, they'd have to go through all the classification process. So that takes time and money, and that's not really going to sell probably enough for them to do it here. Right. So it's just got like an American release. So right, so you you obtained got it. Got my friend in America to buy it so and you come over here and install <laughs> it. And while he was here, I was playing it, and then he went home. Yeah. <laughs> Cripple crimes. It's not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> but um no my job my, my idea for a job and i think we could all do this now every country in the world has different classifications right yes and they all have their own ways of applying for it yes i want to be a job my a certain organization and we do the classifications for all the countries 
So instead of people having to apply for each of the countries and pay a fee in each country, they pay us one fee and we handle it for all the countries they want to release in. Mm-hmm. And we just mm-hmm. say, oh, everything's fine. Jim. So, for example, like no, no. if we classify it for um, Saudi Arabia, we take out all the women. <laughs> yeah, so we basically look at what their classification is and yeah. we go, okay, over there this would be an R rating, but here it would be an M, here this would not be released. So we just... We still meet the classification of each country, but we're just doing it for the organization as a whole instead of them having to go everywhere and do it. That's interesting. Makes sense. Oh, and now that you've said it on the podcast. I bet you it happens. Yeah, of course. Like I said last week, I said, are there going to be future movies with an R rating? Now, Deadpool's done so well. Right. Wolverine. What? Next Wolverine's going to be R rated. Is that so? Really? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be Hugh Jackman? Wolverine's going to be like, fucking come here. Hugh Jackman, yep. So Hugh Jackman's (laughs) last one. Um, but I found also when I heard about that, I also heard something else that's kind of depressing. Mm. Um, people, so people who were born the year Hugh Jackman first played Wolverine, will be old enough to go see his next R-rated movie. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, that's pretty funny. Yeah, wow, that makes me feel a little old. More well, that's good. That I'm glad Deadpool's having a positive effect mm. on. Uh, on things because it's because it's because it's great them, not all of them have to be r-rated but no no no, of course they just need to learn that well they're well, one of the highest grossest movies it's good that they've realized i don't know what i don't know what message they took away from the fact that it's been really successful it might not be the message that we Money. think but <laughs> yeah mm. i'm hoping they realize that they don't have to keep pandering to children and no. they can make these comic book movies for adults yeah Yep. But hopefully that's the message that they took away. Yeah. Um, did you guys see this uh, petition to get Deadpool to host Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live? <sighs> Not Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, but I, I don't think it would work. I don't like Saturday Night Live, so I don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm kind of a little bit reluctant for Deadpool to get that kind of additional mainstream peripheral support. marketing mainstream. Yes, exactly, because... It's a good movie. Let's not ruin it. I've seen yeah, this sure. happen before. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> just keep it. I don't think... I'm not even sure we need a sequel to this. Yeah. I can't see Deadpool hosting something like that because there's no fourth wall. He's just talking directly to the audience, which yeah, sort of takes right. away some of his humour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, don't worry too much. He's he said he's not going to do it. And Deadpool. he did so. Deadpool said he's he not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, <laughs> we'll hear his statement on that shortly. Because mm. um, he did it in a rather amusing way. And this leads us into Kanye West news for this week. And I need oh, to do, Christ. I need to apologize, right? To Kanye. To, to Kanye We're talking West. talking about Kanye West? Yeah, because I, I used him in the, when oh, I was talking. He's used uh, us. <laughs> when I was talking in, a, in an overlong and boring manner about Spotify the other week, I said, uh, if you're. Taylor Swift or Kanye West. I'm pretty sure I used him as an example. Then, then you're doing all right. Apparently, he's not doing all right. Kanye. No, he's millions Bankrupt. of dollars in debt, and he's begging yeah. for cash. So I'm sorry about that, Kanye. I didn't mean to include you in the in a list of rich people. Um, but also, he had a bit of a meltdown on Saturday Night Live. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, no, yes. I did a little Twitter rant. And... No, well, he was recorded backstage. They did something. Oh, fuck- oh, I didn't hear about that. Okay, no. they did something. Well, I've got a clip. I've got a clip of okay. him here. Uh, and we'll listen to it. It's it's pretty amusing. I'm 50% more influential than any other human being. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> By 50%, dead or alive. By 50% for the next thousand years. Stanley Kubrick, yay. So according to Kanye West, he is 50% more influential than Stanley Kubrick, Pablo Picasso and the Apostle Paul. <laughs> wow. So that um, is that is like next level delusion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's fucking crazy. Did you hear about he made a game? And um it was something about his mother going to heaven or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? And then he was presenting something or some shows out and he's gone, Look here, watch this and no one sort of reacted the way he wanted, so he made them everyone watch it again and told him <laughs> this is good. I just God. can't believe that a Kardashian married someone who embarrassed their family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just 
I don't oh, understand man. how how he's so out of touch. Well, look, Kanye's annoyed at Saturday Night Live, obviously, uh, and and we're going to hear now Deadpool's statement regarding regarding Saturday Night Live. Okay. Listen up, for Michael. SNL took my fucking life of Pablo out without asking. Now I'm pissed. That and Rick Taylor, fake ass. I'm gonna break the motherfucking internet. It's seven years since X-Men Origins. Fuck this shit. I think the biggest overrated art movie of all time. Are they fucking crazy? I'm 50% more influential than MC Hammer. Apostle Judas Iscariot, the key is Sorrento. 10% more influential than Barbara Bush, the Muppet, Bob Newhart. 60% more influential than the iPhone 5, Treaded Cheese, and Dr. Ruth. 7% less influential than the Urban Dictionary. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Dead or alive, 3% more than Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ron Not Reynolds is the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, not happening. Sorry, everybody. The petition's there, but it's uh, it's not happening. I think it's one of those silly petitions. Well, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I'm actually also I'm actually going to go I'm out not... on a limb and say that every single petition ever is silly. Yeah, you know, when I was mm-hmm. in high school, we had to do a speech in English class, mm-hmm. uh, uh, protesting something. Yeah, yeah, and. Mine was a protest against protesting because I thought it was pointless. Yep, yep. That's great. That's so so, mad. That's the most (laughs) mad ham thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I know. So I did this. Yeah, I wrote this uh, speech about how I thought protesters are all wasting their time because no one cares. It's just all it does is annoy everybody. The protesters annoyed because he's annoyed about something anyway. Yeah. The people doing the thing that the protesters annoyed about, they get annoyed. Oh, it just inconveniences everybody. Yeah. And I got, I got an A. (laughs) That's great because that could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got any other movie news? I know we do. There's a bunch. Well, in there's a couple of remakes that have been yeah, announced. True. You want to take us through the Spawn remake? And what the fuck that's going to be? Well, yeah. Apparently, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, mm-hmm. has uh, has written a new script yeah. for a new Spawn yeah. film. Because the last one was so good that he thinks <laughs> there should be another one. Oh, uh, come on. The soundtrack for that movie was Look, amazing. Yeah. We we rewatched it the other day oh, or yeah. the other week, and uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. But this new one. He says he's finished the script and he's in the process of editing. It's 185 pages and producers usually like 120. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to end up being about about an hour too long. Yeah, he is George. He's not going with his first draft. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's hoping he can get it done as an R-rated film. That's what's happening. And he says if you take The Departed and mix it with Paranormal Activity, something like that. What? Interesting. Yeah. He says his goal is to do something very different and unique with the character. And what he says is, in the background, there's this thing moving around, this boogeyman. The boogeyman just happens to be something that you and I, intellectually, know is Spawn. Will he look like he did in the first movie? No. Will he have a supervillain he fights? No. He's going to be a spectre, the ghost. So, so it's going to be a completely unrelated movie with Spawn well, just know, occasionally appearing in the background. I mean, this is the guy that created Spawn. So, yeah. I mean, fucking if he wants, whatever he wants to do, I guess, is fine. Like, it's his his character it sounds yeah. interesting yeah um, mind you i'll say this if it's in the stage where he's writing a script that means we're at least 10 years off this of being put into development <laughs> sure like that doesn't sure. mean this is happening as a movie now we rewatched the first one as i said oh, yeah. jenna and i rewatched it and it's great come <laughs> on guys it's great do you remember spawn remember yeah. going to the movies to see spawn when yeah we were i do man yeah it's i mean it's shit it oh. is but it's but it's great. So bad. I actually tried to sit down and watch it probably a couple of months ago, and I just I couldn't do it. I hated God, it at so, the time. D- I mean, have you have you seen it recently, Dan? No, <laughs> I don't have okay. any nostalgia. It's this weird for this. thing, right? Someone's probably done a video for this, and if I can find one, I'll put it in the show notes. But it yeah. was when special effects films were first kind of taking off, like computer generated effects. I mean, yeah. And like, and this was considered the special effects film of of that year. Yeah. But it's such a mixed bag of, of, of stuff. Yeah. You've got some amazing stuff. Like, I still think it looks great. There's bits where, he, he, you know, he's fighting Violator. There's some great shots. There's some, you know, his cloak is, is animated, like it's mm-hmm. computer generated. It looks fakeish, but it looks good. But then you've got these whole sequences that take place in hell. Yeah. And they're fucking oh, yeah. awful. It's the worst CG. Remember that TV show Reboot? It was like... Oh, the, yes. No. It's, it's just stuff like... Oh, it's just... 
very very early computer generated graphics right. look at hang on, i'm gonna find a picture of is mal bolger is the bad guy spawn and i'll paste the link to it in the show notes and you have a look at this and just tell me what you think this is cutting edge <laughs> special effects right but it's not because there's some great yeah great stuff in the film and then there's this why has he got this two the- spiky dicks coming out of his head Oh, it's so bad. It's so it's strange. Totally, why would you think that's the way to go where you could get a guy in a costume looking better? It's such a mixed bag, like, special effects-wise. I mean, other than that, I mean, the, st- the story's a bit all over the place. Like, it's still cool. I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those... Actually, we were having a conversation with somebody about this the other night. Have you ever noticed that a lot of the films that are considered the worst films of all time are actually still entertaining? <laughs> yeah. Plan yeah. 9 from Outer Space is still entertaining because it's so bad. The Room yeah. is, is entertaining because it's so bad. So, I mean, but they're not movies that you can watch by yourself. But then oh, I, I would say they are even. like They're still pretty funny. But I mean, does that not make them not the worst films? Isn't the worst film ever the film that you never want to watch again? Yeah, because it just wasn't anything. Right. Just a film that you watched that was just like, oh, that was nothing. Yeah. I, felt, I feel nothing. <laughs> you yeah. know? Isn't that worse? Yeah, sure. I completely agree. So bad it's good. It's still good. Exactly. Exactly. And Spawn is that, I yeah. think, personally for me. I, I still enjoyed it. It's goofy and it's fun. Another film they're remaking that I don't quite understand is that they're mm. remaking Cabin Fever. Yeah, apparently it's out. Oh, it remake. is. Okay. So here are some facts about the Cabin Fever remake. Number one, it's produced by Eli Roth, right? Right. So that's weird that he would produce his own remake, right? Right. Uh, and number two, they... Went straight off the original script. <laughs> right. So I don't really understand why this is even happening at all. See, I think Sam Raimi produced the Evil Dead remake, but 40 years later. Yeah, that's right. Like, And it was different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, 40 years, am I giving, is he not that old? It might be, it's 70s, right? Yeah, no, 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 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Cabin Fever came out in the 90s. Speaking of Eli Roth, I caught the first... I didn't catch them. I purposely tried to watch <laughs> Hemlock Grove. Oh yeah, have That's you seen the that one? Right? Yeah, it's no, Eli Roth's I've... werewolf series. I've heard mixed things about it. It's like if the Twilight movies weren't as well acted, scripted, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the storytelling wasn't quite as good. Jesus. Yeah, that's <laughs> scathing criticism. I didn't have high hopes for this going in because I'm not. I'm like a massive Eli Roth fan. Like, yeah. you know, I don't like everything he does. But no. but but I was keen to see what he had done and, and, and the first part of the first episode seemed pretty cool and I was like, okay, it's a little bit, you know, it's kind of like in a little town and something supernatural is a little bit H.P. Lovecraft, a little bit Neil Gaiman, but it's also yeah, right. kind of violent, so there's Eli Roth's input and this could be kind of good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really shit. It's, it's really shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've stopped. Okay. Wa- needless to say, I've stopped watching it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh, guess what I watched an episode of Dan. What's that? You guess. What have you been trying to get me to you watch? You better fucking be talking about the Jinx. I am talking about the Jinx. What did you think? I watched the first episode. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, man. Keep going. Mm. Fuck. Good. That's interesting. Good, Maddie. Good. Did you go to Italy yeah. to see this? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Of course, I couldn't find it anywhere no, else. No, no, no. So. I had to watch it in Italy as well because it's uh, HBO, and we just don't have access to HBO here. Yeah, apparently. that's right. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm really, really, uh, really interested. It's got me. It's hooked. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested because so far doesn't quite warrant as many episodes as there are. <laughs> so I'm interested well, to see where. It... Yeah, interesting. There's but there's considerably less episodes than something like. Oh Making yeah, no, no. No, no, I'm just, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, sure. Based on that, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, I'm I like, see what you're saying, yeah. This is interesting, but I'm sure there must be more coming. You know what I mean? There is. Yeah, okay, I figured. Good boy, Maddie. good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched it. No? That's no, no. no surprise there, really, though, is there? Not really. I'm watching The Office at the moment. Are you, which, uh, UK or US? US. US one got pretty good after season yeah. one. I liked and then it. it got a little yeah tuned out again. Yeah, it got old. Yeah, I actually watched uh, just late at night, and I just wanted something on, so I just popped on popped on the Netflix a episode mm-hmm. of Office season one UK Office. Oh yeah, the one where they're so getting good. the corporate training. 
It's like yeah. it's the best twenty-two minutes oh, yeah, of TV that's ever. Right. Oh, there's nothing not funny about it. Yeah, the guitar? yeah, when he gets the guitar. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's free love on there. the free love freeway. It's so good. There's been a rape up there. You've get got to get their attention. <laughs> so good. He's such a fucking idiot. Yeah, genius. Yeah. We've it been is. watching uh rewatch I've I've seen it before, but we've been rewatching Penn and Teller's bullshit. Oh yeah, great. Great. Yeah, because Jenna hasn't seen that before. Also, we haven't spoken. I Penn and Teller were at Slam Dance. Oh, really? Oh, they were? Yeah. Penn and Teller had a film at Slam Dance as well this year. Right. So that was pretty cool in and of itself. Unfortunately, their film premiered on the opening night and my plane was delayed and I didn't make it there in time. I didn't get in until oh, about shit. 11 p.m. So I missed their film, didn't get to see it. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, but when along the next morning, uh, there was a breakfast with Penn and Teller, also got there late, missed the breakfast. <laughs> shit. But I did, I did arrive just as it was disbanding and everyone was just kind of standing around chatting. So I went up and stood next to Penn and Teller just to say that I did. <laughs> cool. Right. So I've stood next to Penn and Teller. Oh, I like those guys. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with everything they say. No, but, but I do like the their attitude. Politics of things. Yeah, exactly. Question, question things. Correct. I like, I like, yeah. 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 And in fact, question them as well. Question everything. Yeah. And I, I would think that they would also be perfectly happy for you to apply their philosophy to themselves and question yeah, everything exactly. that they say. Because, yeah. I mean, they approach everything in that show. Because, I mean, for the listeners who don't know, Penn and Tell's Bullshit is a show where they go around and they kind of debunk things, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, say, bottled water or um, ESP and alien abduction and stuff like that. And they talk about, you know, why it's bullshit. That's why yeah. the show's called Bullshit. Yeah. But they do it from the perspective of, Penn is very libertarian and, yeah. and they're very much they're very much about the government staying out of things. Basically they think anybody should be able to do whatever they want as long yeah. as they're not harming anything else. And they apply that to drug use and to to, to, to anything, literally anything, right? Yeah. And so I mean I don't always agree with, with what they say as far as people being, you know, like legal just legalize everything and we'll sort it out. Like I don't necessarily agree with that. <laughs> no, always. I but uh but that's not. But the show is still very good. Yeah, questioning things is good. I one think. one thing uh, that's odd, you know, as a, as we talk, I just type shit just to see what pops up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm on Penn's Wikipedia right now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll tell you why I looked him up in a sec. But you know, when you're in the table of contents of a Wikipedia page, and you can just see yeah. it says early life, career, um, and in you know, in his, his case, um, magic juggling yep. these are all subheadings um number three is vintage nudes studio <laughs> so i'm not going to tell you what okay. it says under there i'm just going to let people google that for themselves if they want the reason oh, i looked up pen is because i wanted to see if it said anything in reference to something that i noticed about him when i saw him a couple of weeks ago is it his finger his his what his his red fingernail <laughs> no you want to okay. tell us about his We're... red fingernail Sure, he has a fingernail. If you, if you see them before, I assume he still does it. Yeah. He has one fingernail painted red okay. because when he was younger and he was training to be a magician, his mother said to him, you should get a manicure because people will be looking at your hands. Yeah. And as a joke, he went and got them done all <laughs> like red, red and like... Yeah, yeah exactly. Pretty. Yeah, and his mother passed away and so he keeps one finger red to remember her. Oh. Yeah, right? This is the finger I used to remember me mom. <laughs> no, it wasn't the red finger. It was the okay. fact that he is skinny as fuck. I'm oh, yeah, hoping right. he's on a crash diet because he, if you he, ask me, you know, he looks like he's got something. You know, he wasn't. Uh, he looks big. Like he's, he's massively a, he's large, tall as well. Yeah, and if you look at uh, even on uh, episodes of bullshit and in the past, I don't think he's as big as he seems to be. Sometimes that could be it, dude. I think but he wears very baggy clothes I in the past. I look. I laid eyes on him, and I worried he looked sick. Okay, he has lost a lot of weight recently. I've seen him do talks and stuff. He yeah, does a lot right. Because he's a he's a very outspoken atheist as well, and he's yeah. doing a lot of talks about that kind of stuff now. So he's been in the news for that kind of thing. And so I've seen him lately, and he he definitely looks skinnier than he did before. But he was never that big. I think he just still sure. okay. He has a big presence. Camera adds twenty pounds. Okay, look, it says here that he's uh, on an extreme low-calorie diet. So there you go. I hope that is the yeah. case. I hope he's just losing yeah. some weight. Yeah. Because uh, 
I'll be upset if he had AIDS. <laughs> we'll have to make a jingle about him one day. Yeah. Hopefully not for a long time. Hopefully not. We went out the other night to... They had a pop-up bar in Sydney. These things are so popular now. Mm. Pop-up bars. Yeah, Sydney fucking goes nuts for them. And uh, this one was of interest because it was uh, it was Blade Runner theme. The bar wasn't the main attraction. They were screening Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea was they were going to try and recreate yeah. the, the atmosphere of Blade Runner. And so it turns out it was actually in a, in a car park in Sydney. If you know the Sydney at all, it's on the corner of Goulburn and Elizabeth Streets. The, the big car park there was up on the roof. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge line. We had to line up because we didn't buy tickets. They sold out within 15 minutes. So, wow. so we couldn't see the film. All oh, right. Where was the film being screened? Do you know how the car parks are kind of angled? So you can you drive up yeah. and around and, yeah. and, and spiral ever upwards. The very upper section, they put a whole bunch of chairs out and they had a big screen that they'd set up at the lower end of that. Oh. And everybody had wireless headphones. Oh, wow. And that's where you watched it. So we could see the film, but we couldn't hear it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then they had uh, a big big kind of stall selling noodles, which is appropriate. I was like, if they don't have noodles yeah, there, it's not Yeah, that's, that's terrific. Did. So I bought some noodles. Uh, and they had a bar as well, which was just selling some drinks and stuff like that. And it wasn't like... I don't know. It wasn't authentic, <laughs> I would say, but it was fun. Sure. It was good. It was a fun time. They had like laser lights and, and you know, like everything was red and blue and mm-hmm. very neon and, and Blade Runnery. Yeah. It was cool. Okay. But the reason I mentioned that uh, in particular is that now Blade Runner 2 has a release date. Well, that's when? fucking great. Uh, it is being released January 12th, 2018. It stars uh, Ryan Gosling oh. as the main character. Harrison Ford will reprise his role as Rick Deckard. Uh, Roger Deakins as the cinematographer, uh, as in he's the cinematographer. That's not a character. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and Ridley Scott is no longer directing it. It's being directed by Denis Villeneuve. Okay. Interesting. Director of a film called Cesario, which I am not familiar oh, with. Oh, I saw that. I saw that on the plane the other day. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow. Okay. Well, he, he's directing the, the new Blade Runner. So, yeah. Um, Harrison Ford claims the script is the best thing he's ever read. Okay. So, that's a good endorsement, but he is now a bit of a crazy old man. Yeah. Well, he is, but also he refused to do a lot of films for a long time because he said everything was shit. That's true. So whether Star Wars has just lightened his mood immensely yeah. or, or what, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly think he's just getting ready to retire and he's just <laughs> getting... Everything out the way that people have been hassling him about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, it's going to be done. great. It's going to be great. I'll be dead soon. <laughs> well, that's not long at all. 2018. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, it's yeah, it's like around two years. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Blade Runner it's is just... Sound true. If they had said it was going to be 2020 or after, I was going to go, it's never going to happen. Mm. <laughs> I love Blade Runner, but yeah. I love it because it's just so odd and interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I don't know that this will be the same. I don't know how you recreate that feeling. Yeah, in this mm. in this day and age, I don't know. It, it, there's too much attention on it. Yeah, for, I think for it to be the same as the old one. Because was. for a movie that's quite popular, it's practically unwatchable. You know, right. like I mean, it's it's very long, it's very slow, and its its plot is very ambiguous. Mm. Like yeah. you couldn't and make Blade Runner like it is if you made it today. Which concerns like visually, me. Visually, it's, it, it was groundbreaking, but it's not anymore, mm. sort of. You know what I mean? Like, Although that is they, still my favourite kind of look for a movie. Yeah, but other movies do that now. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it's just the same kind of thing, yeah. I don't know that it would be interesting. Yeah, you sure can't, you can't just write a sci-fi movie and film it like a film noir and have us think, right. okay, it's Blade Runner. Yeah, like this... The magic and of Blade Runner is. There are lots of people is... out there who think they like Blade Runner because because they like cyberpunk. They're expected to, and it's sci-fi. Yeah, people just like and... cyberpunk. Yeah, but no, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, the, the Blade Runner is like about more than just that look. It's about mm. the yeah. Like I think ambiguity is a good word. Like there's no resolution at the end, in a way. No, that's right. It's. L- Look, they've released a still, so I've pasted it in here just down the bottom there if you guys want to have a <laughs> This is going to be a, a joke. look at that. Why, why can't I open it? I can't open it. Let me have a look. <laughs> oh, that's mean. He's li- is that? Did he look like that at one point? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Maybe when he did his ankle after he crashed a plane. Too bad she won't well, live. I had to be learning Falcon crush his leg. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, stuff like that. Like, uh, I can't remember that character's name. Mm. But how, like, he speaks a different language. <laughs> In a language. made-up language that they let Throughout the actor the make up himself. And it's like, you don't know what he's saying. It's never explained what he's saying. And then at the end, he speaks English. And you're like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, great. That's right. And then Rutger Hauer's little poem at the end. Oh, I know. It wasn't even the script. Rutger, Rutger Hauer. Watch that again. Oh, it's oh. fucking, it's, it's just so, and you know what, you know what it is? You just have to sit and soak it in. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And like, like Rutger Hauer at the end, he, they were filming the end of the film and he went to Ridley Scott and he said, I've written a poem and I would like <laughs> Roy to say it before, before he dies. And Ridley Scott read it and went, approved. Yeah, I and know. Then, and that's, and that's what's in the film. And it seems like it fits perfectly because it's like a beautiful poetic thing and it makes the film seem much deeper than, yeah, <laughs> than, that's right. I don't know. If it's, oh, I don't know, it's yeah. it's great, but it's not it's not a modern film at all. No, not like, at all. In fact, it's like, it's not even a film. It's like somebody said there's an art gallery somewhere with lots of Blade Runner themed art and you can yeah. go and stand in it for two hours and, and just take everything in and then leave. Do you know what it's like? It's a little bit like a dream. Yeah, that's fair. Within the context of what you're looking at, stuff makes sense. But, like, mm. it doesn't always necessarily make 100% sense. And it's like, remember that film? I, I, I think I lent you the DVD. I've got it. It's called Cash Earn. It's a Japanese film. Oh, yeah, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the film is uh, supposed to be... It's directed by a guy who, who did a lot of music videos and stuff like that. And it's, all, it's very arty and mm-hmm. it's like... And, and the premise of the film is that it's, it's a dream about the end of the world. And and it's literally what like I was just saying, like everything you're watching makes sense within the context of that scene, and then the next scene, things aren't necessarily going to be the same as they were, like in a dream. You know, like in a dream. Yeah, exactly right. Like, and then it, you just have to go with it. Yeah, like in a dream, things make sense right now, but then when you wake up and you go, well, it doesn't that that plot doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, but but if you just kind of go with it and ride, take go with the ride, it's fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know what my point is. I no, just like no, no, Blade I Runner a lot. No, I do it too. I, <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love it. Hannah hasn't seen it, so I think I might sit down with her later in the yeah, week and watch it. I wonder if Chloe's seen it. I might have to put it on as well. I, um, Jenna and I did. A, we used to do big movie nights when we yeah. first started dating, and uh, we we watched a bunch of horror movies and stuff like that. And at one point, I was like, "We got to watch Blade Runner. We got to watch Blade Runner." It was about five in the morning. Oh God! And we've been up all night, and uh, and I put it on, and it was like, you know, when you watch a film. And you become painfully aware that the person you're watching with hates it. No, not necessarily that. But I was just like, I'm too tired to enjoy this right now. <laughs> yeah. There's no way someone who's never seen it is going to enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It demands too much. That's right. Do you know what I love about Blade Runner that is unintentional? That just adds something to that whole what's real and what's not real aspect about the film. And that's sure. that Harrison Ford clearly hasn't the slightest bit of physical attraction to Sean Young. Yeah, right. Like, they they have sex scenes in this in which he looks like he couldn't be less interested in fucking her. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he doesn't express that much interest in her at any point. Yeah, like, that's right. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And that's purely lack of chemistry between the characters, between the actors, rather. Right, right. Those actors just don't have it. They just do not have the chemistry. But they're both just beautiful-looking people, and putting them on screen next to each other should be enough, and it isn't. And it just adds this <laughs> this odd layer to the film that's just really interesting. Yeah, because they really didn't get along, isn't that correct? Isn't that well, I think she yeah. thought he was great, and he thought she was a fuckwit. He thought she was a <laughs> prissy little bitch. Yeah. Uh, in other science fiction news, we should mention this before it's old news. Uh, the original Star Wars... As in the 77 print mm. in the cinema, somebody managed to unearth a copy of it. Uh, they've had it restored themselves, they've, you know, amongst themselves, raised money and had it restored and they've put it up online. So if you want to see... Uh, either of you seen it yet? No, I haven't yet. No, no I haven't yet no. either. But apparently, you know, it's got warts and all, it's got the mat lines around the ships and mm. it's got, you know, no CG at all. Han shoots first. Well, yeah. it's no shoot first, it's Greedo doesn't shoot. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah, I watched the despecialized version a couple of weeks ago, actually. Yeah, but that is yeah, we that, that is SD. Like, it's not a particularly mm. good. 
version of the so, unchanged version. Well, yeah, this is a restored uh, Film version of the 35 mil. So, yeah. yeah, so it should be really, really high quality. Yeah, it should be. See, I'd like to see just a, a polished version. Mm. Like, re-released. Like, the original just made to look that little bit nicer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like that to be released. And maybe, hopefully, with this version being out there and people loving it and wanting to see it, Disney might go, we can sell this. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I will buy it. Fuck yeah. Oh, so many yeah. people would. I think I would struggle to watch, like, the original theatre release now. Maybe. I'd want it polished. <laughs> no changes, just polished. Polished like a butt plug. Man, is there any Shia LaBeouf news? Anyone hear about some crazy stuff? Listen to the segment called the Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> there is some Shia LaBeouf news. Uh, there's two lots of it, technically. Mm. Well, you're referring also to the fact that Shia LaBeouf was live streaming his experience inside an elevator yesterday? Yeah, apparently you could go and hang out with him in an elevator. Wasn't, there for, wasn't he in there for like 24 hours? Yeah. He was just hanging out in an elevator for 24 hours. He's just, you could go I, hang out with him. Is he just bored? Is that what it is? I don't know. I think... Is he trying really, really hard to be like... Deep and meaningful. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what he's I find doing. weird. I, I, never, he wasn't really much in the spotlight until he got. He did that plagiarizing of that cartoon movie thing he did. Yeah. yeah. And then he just went batshit crazy. Yeah, he went bonkers. Yeah. Well, there's that theory that. Um, what's the director of um, Nymphomaniac? Um, Lars von Trier. Yeah, Lars von Trier put him up to a lot of stuff. Because he's, <laughs> you know. He's just baited him into it. Because <laughs> he's, he's a shit. I would believe he, that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he said, no, if you want to be a true artist, you've got to... Uh, Your whole life has to be a work of art. Yeah, you've got to become unfamous. <laughs> yeah. And so he did. That's my German accent. That's good. Spot on, I think yeah, you'll find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you'll find it spot on. So he was doing that. He was in an elevator, live streaming, and you could go... Apparently, you could go and say hello. I can't... Uh, yeah, I don't know. But but that's not all. That's not all. No. He's no, there's, uh, there's some other shit that he's doing now, which I don't really fully understand. So there's a there's a documentary that's come out which is about Shire's uh touching the soul of everybody. I don't know. Did he touch your soul? Couldn't feel him touching mine. I mean he's definitely touched the souls of our listeners, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if you if you go to the hashtag touch my soul, uh, there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of Shia LaBeouf shit there. Uh what is this? Back in December So they, they- you could call in, I think. Is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, I think it was like, it was like Shia a, LaBeouf basically like doing like a... Yeah, exactly. Like, if you were going to... You know, if you were feeling down, you maybe weren't loving life, he could call in. And how it worked? Did he touch our soul or did we touch his soul? Well, you know what? I don't know. I mean, I've read, the, I've read the article, but I haven't seen this I documentary still, yeah, I'm yet. reading it now and I still don't understand it's, what he's it's done. It's fairly ambiguous. Yeah, yeah he... um. He invited anyone around the world to give them a call and touch a soul or two. Mm. So uh, it was live streamed. Uh, it was four days, and so it seems like they had like a yeah like a telethon. You could call in and talk to them and touch people's souls, whatever that means. Yeah. But he says, mm-hmm. the more we do this, the less fear I have about the public. What does that mean? I don't know. He's scared of the public now? Yeah, I don't know, man. So here's a picture of him during the telethon uh, getting a tattoo of the words you, now, wow, which apparently <laughs> were words that were uttered during the hashtag touch my soul sessions. Okay. Nice. He's an enigma. Well, yeah, I don't I don't really understand. Uh, I don't really understand what Shia LaBeouf's up to. No. But I, I respect that he's doing something and it amuses me. Um, yeah. It's pretty much. What I want to know is, yeah, is there a way that we can cash in on all this attention? I mean, can we out art Shia LaBeouf? Is what I'm trying to say. Ooh, wow. I mean, how do we out art Shia ooh. LaBeouf? I mean, let's look at the stuff he's done. He's sat in a gallery with a paper bag on his head that says "I'm not famous," and uh-huh. been bashed and raped because he's just let people do whatever they want to him. Fuck, it's so weird. I mean, are you prepared to go further than that, Matt? It depends on what you mean. Like, 
<laughs> I probably I'll don't. wear a paper bag. Yeah, I don't want to be beaten and raped. I'll wear a paper bag while someone beats and rapes Luke. Okay, okay. Would you wear a paper bag while I beat and rape Luke? All right. Is that, is that what we're going to do? <laughs> because, like, obviously he's only one person, but we can spread this out over the three right. of us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tell you what, I don't want to hurt Luke, so let's just... Why don't you wear a paper bag on your head and beat off while I rape Luke? Just right. just to the audio okay. of it, I guess, because yeah. you won't be able to see what's happening. That makes sense. And then, I mean, and we, have, I don't know. Have you planned? Have you planned what's happening at your wedding fully, Luke? Can we incorporate this? No, no, no. This? Yeah, there's still plenty of stuff open for that. Okay, so, so we can incorporate some of this. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. yeah. Can we live stream your wedding? <laughs> sure. Would the listeners be interested in that? If you, if you would be interested in watching Luke don't, get married, don't don't add one more fucking <laughs> frustrating. Thing for Luke to have to think about on his wedding day. I don't have to think about it, Matt. If you want to handle yeah. it and sort it out, you can't do it because you're busy. Jenna, <laughs> <laughs> we've got another job for you. <laughs> That's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time. <laughs>